the gray necromancer's antics gone too far, the party finally makes a move. This is part two of Astashan's story. The gray necromancer, whose character is a shade of gray just like its title. If you haven't watched part one, do watch that prior to watching this video. The link is in the description. Beyond this are all spoilers. As we already know, Astoshan's party were already fed up of his ambivalent actions at seemingly the most random of occasions. What else does the ruler and wielder of the undeath have up his sleeves next? Let's find out. The story of Astoshan, the Grey Necromancer, does not end with the sleepless watch. After the events of the attack, the GM decided he wanted to make things a bit more clear when it came to the undead minions of Astoshan. He splits them into two groups, the undead and the deathless. The undead are more of the traditional undead minions, the mindless undead brought back by dark magic. The deathless are more like the sleepless watch soldiers, the ones who volunteer their bodies and souls to be brought back. It allows their souls to stay connected to their bodies, and they are effectively intelligent undead, not under anyone's control. The act of Astashan raising the Deathless was neutral, since they agreed to it first. However, because of their consent being required, it makes raising Deathless significantly more difficult. They are also not technically undead, allowing them to fall under leadership instead of forcing them to require undead leadership, and since they are intelligent, they can bring their friends. Therefore, this allowed Astashan to raise two separate armies that fall under both leadership and undead leadership. This has allowed him to accumulate an army of the undead and deathless, nearing a thousand soldiers, and then stack on top of that his mindless horde and the bags of skeletons. The party has very much so gotten used to constantly having an army on demand, allowing them to easily take on large-scale warfare without the need of the city's aid. Astashan's player has to miss a few games because of other plans. However, the party wants to continue on. The struggles of a D&D group arise. The GM and Astashan discuss the plan of how to continue the story while still including Astashan, and their neutral evil grins spread across their face as they formulate an idea. And our story begins. The party travels eastward to deal with some bands of raiders pillaging, raiding, killing, basically being a nuisance, as raiders do, basically non-viking hordes. Astashan has been a tad more motivated than normal, busying himself with hunting down and killing mages, and naturally taking their bones, and covering them in runes before storing them in a dungeon. The party is quite disturbed by this, as this is a bit dark for even Astashan. They know that the Horde of Undead had a purpose, but they're not too sure about this, but none of them really want to ask either, so they just ignore it. The party continues their hunt of the raiders and encounter one warband outside a large town, and so they sit down and strategize. They figure that two deathless companies should be enough support, and so they portal in the Endless Crusade and Scorched Suns. They were once enemies when alive and have turned into major rivals in the undeath. They are constantly at odds and trying to outdo each other, proving their superiority and all that standard stuff. The party decides to send them each around a flank after making sure their face coverings are down, as most towns and cities simply don't think being saved by the undead is a good thing. How rude of them! The party works their way down the middle road towards the square, taking down hill giants, casters, and raiders with various player classes. 
Astashan raises the giants and sends them out of town, as they'll scare the locals right now. Never mind, he can always use them later. The party finally makes it to the square and meets up with the two deathless companies. The sons made it there first, so they naturally get the bragging rights. The Jarl is found, so the dwarf moves in to go one-on-one -on -one and just barely squeaks a win against the Jarl. After the duel, the rest of the raiders are either captured or they attempt to run, and the runners quickly become target practice for the rivalry between the sons and crusaders. The captured are dragged into the square to be handed over to the townspeople. Well, except for one of them. Right before the villagers make it to them, Astashan calmly walks into the middle of the crowd of the captured raiders. He deadpan stares at the one covered in bones and totems and simply walks up to him, grabs his head, and drains him of his life in front of everyone. Everyone flips out as he drags the corpse through his portal while being flanked by the Deathless, closing the portal behind him. The party immediately begins to race back to the city with the permanent portal for the Sleepless Watch. The Paladin and Druid are saying they were right all along and making sure to shoot as many I told you so looks to the Dwarf and Ranger. When they finally make it back to the city, everyone says that nothing seems to be wrong. That makes them worry even more. They race to the barracks and search. No sleepless watch, even their equipment is gone. They decide to search the crypt and they find the portal still open and after preparing some of the anti-undead stuff, the paladin storms in first, followed in second by the rest of the party, running directly into the back of a stunned paladin as they do so. The dungeon was completely empty. The party find tracks leading north and they storm after them. It's really hard to miss the path of plant-based death and footprints. The terrain becomes very snowy as they run north into raider territory, encountering buildings that are burned and destroyed, but no bodies can be found. They continue to follow the trail northward. They fight off the wildlife, but no, no raiders. And over the next few days, this is all they find. And after two weeks, they finally catch up to the horde. Astashan and his deathless battle with a large horde of marauders in a large open snowfield. Multiple raider tribes banded together to fight back against the twelve companies of Deathless and the undead giants. The tribes tripled Astashan's numbers and were very well aware of it, and the party debated on what side they should join. That is, until the dwarf realizes that the undead horde is nowhere to be found. The party turned just in time to see the snow around the battlefield come to life as thousands upon thousands of undead claw their way out, instantly surrounding the marauders on all sides and the Deathless lower their weapons and charge, and the party decides they're better off sitting this one out. The battle quickly ends as the Marauders are overrun and Astoshan simply walks through the battlefield healing undead and killing enemies with his AoE spells. After it's over, the Deathless form an outer perimeter as the undead mill about inside, and the party sets up camp, taking watch shifts throughout the night. The Paladin feels something wrong with the land but isn't sure what it is. After exactly 24 hours after the battle, all the corpses of the raiders stand and the forces begin to march again. The Deathless still formed around the undead to hold them in, and they move north again. The Paladin identifies the feeling as the land being cursed earth. Whatever Astoshan is doing, it's important enough to him to curse an entire mile radius of land around the battlefield, permanently. The party follows the army for another day until they stop all of the undead being directed towards a large city at the base of a mountain, wasting no time and heading for the gates. Giants fling bags packed full of skeletons over the walls and the deathless stand guard around them. 
The rest of the party goes against the dwarf and decides to stop Astashan before he destroys an entire city, even if they are raiders. The dwarf still believes this is all for a good reason. They prepare themselves to charge through a weak point in the army, but are caught off guard when the Deathless simply part to let them through. The party quickly make their way to the necromancer in the middle, finding him watching the undead swarm the city. He is much different than when they last saw him, as he is now covered head to toe in bone armor inscribed with black runes. He has four skeletal arms grafted to his back, giving him the appearance of a bone spider. Each arm holds a black sapphire in its hand, which the paladin, who has been doing his research on necromancy since Ashdashan left, knows they are soul-bound. The party goes absolutely wild and demands to know what is happening, prompting one single and calm phrase from Astashan, repaying a promise to some old friends. The party moves in and begins to fight the necromancer, and while Astashan is not exactly built to fight solo, he has some rogue undead around to help. Everyone aside from the dwarf panic as the deathless charge in, and the dwarf also isn't surprised when they blast straight past and charge into the city. The party tries to fight the necromancer without hitting any of the deathless, as they had gotten to know them well. Astashan fights very defensively, only healing and dishing out enough damage to keep from getting surrounded. The paladin destroys each of Astashan's soulbound sapphires one by one, each one releasing the soul of a raider spellcaster and weakens him. The party finally bring him down, but the city is already completely destroyed, and as the party decide what they're going to do, Astoshan's cohort Baromet comes back from the city with the company of the Deathless. The paladin isn't too sure of him, as they never really see him, but he simply bows to them and opens another portal. A massive crowd of Deathless dressed in civilian clothing make their way out, all covered in wounds from axes and spears, the last of which are skeletons that were once from a small village. Obviously, they have been dead for a long time. They all give their thanks to the company and make their way to the city. Less than a week passes and the city has pretty much been entirely repaired. The party learns that all the civilians' towns had been destroyed by raiders and most of them had died during the raids. During the party's travels, Astashan had asked Baromet to travel the land and raise all the towns that had been destroyed by the raiders, making them a promise of a second chance and a new home where they could one day rest at. The party decide to attend Astashan's funeral. The entire city attends the funeral in the town square and the sleepless watch were the color guard for the procession. When they reach the center of town, they stop and set the lidless coffin in the middle of the main road, and two of the skeletons from the old village make their way to the coffin, and as they kneel by it, it starts to glow with holy energy. Only the dwarf knows what's going on. He's the only one who cared enough to talk to Astashan, to know what his ring familiar Buhon could do. Astashan shudders and pulls himself upright. One of the old skeletons reaches out and embraces him, and he returns it. For the first time had the party seen his face when it was cold and emotionless. His voice had changed, he sounded alive, and he was crying. He simply said, It's okay, Mom. I'm alright. Oh my god, what in dwarven beard happened? Did the grey necromancer just resurrect from his bony casket? Or is he, like his legions of undead and deathless, immortal to some sense? Were you still rooting for him when he went into battle with his party? Confession, I almost cried. Or did he truly cross the line this time? Heck, crossing lines is something he's always been doing, and raising the zombies that too. Not to mention that he himself might have transcended death. A scary thought indeed. Hope you all liked the video as much as we did making it. 
Don't forget to share your thoughts and theories in the comments section. Do subscribe to our channel All Things D&D and stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.